You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. template, own your values, and amplify your influence. This is the Flaunt Your Fire podcast, where we defy still marketing advice and own our power. I'm your host and CEO of Flaunt Your Fire, India Jackson, and today I am joined by my co-host, Erica Corday. Pause on the play. Hello, Erica. Hey, hey, hey. I am so glad to have you back here to have such an important conversation. Um, it has been an interesting process of really, as I'd like to say, getting high on our own supply (laughs) and deep diving this year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the things that um, we started out after moving our community from um, Facebook to Mighty Networks with was brand alignment. And I think that we both have in common that we find brand alignment to be super important. It starts with knowing your values and getting explicit about them instead of implied, but then aligning everything to go with that. And speaking for myself, I feel like one of the main things that I was looking at as far as being an aligned brand was no longer being like every business I know, which is doing all the amazing things for your clients and not actually applying that to your own business and taking the time to go through your own programs and your own frameworks for yourself. So I am so glad that you joined me and both doing our own implicit to explicit together, identifying our values, talking about them, um, and even like going back and updating them. So Because people think like, oh, I did it. I'm done. No, that's never real life ever. And there's nothing that we do separately or together that is a set it and forget it. Like, that's not even a life skill. Like, no. Right, right. I agree. Um, I think that what's been interesting is I feel like you've made more adjustments to your values since we initially did them than I did. Mm -hmm. Um. But they weren't like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't feel like they were different values than before. No. They were just fleshed out better. 
Correct. And so like when I, when I did this, and so full transparency, there was a certain amount of kind of fear or resistance that I had because I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen if I go in here and none of this works again? Now, I wasn't going to leave it if it didn't, but it was going to feel like how much work am I creating for myself to have to shift all the places that this lives or is in context to, to make sure that I'm not asking somebody to do something that I'm not doing. And then I did it and I was like, oh, I'm good. Like it was very relieving. Not that I thought that I was truly out of alignment, but you know, until you do something along these lines, there's never a way to truly know if there is anything that has happened to you since the last time that you've done it that has shifted how you look at things, how you perceive the surroundings that, you know, you're currently experiencing and just kind of how you respond to that stimulus. So, you know, I say this to kind of normalize for anybody that has done this. And, you know, we always do kind of suggest like, go back and do it again at some point. Like, I get it. (laughs) I get it. Well, and we say that for a reason, right? I think one of the biggest misconceptions is you can lay out your brand values and put up a statement Mm-hmm. And you're done. No. And that's not true. Like no. you're constantly evolving. And it's also why um, when we do this, we recommend redoing it at least, you know, twice a year. Mm-hmm. But if your brand is releasing a new program, a new service, if it's closing a program or service, um, if there's been some major team changes or life changes to the owner of the business or the face of the brand, then you absolutely need to do it again. Because that affects, you know, the lens and the way that you see the world. Um, And not everything needs to be, that's the other misconception is like every value needs to be a brand value. Every value of the individual needs to be the brand's value. And so this is why like when we go through the process, like, yeah, there's places that you need to work on some of your individual stuff, but it really is not this fear of like, there's all these things that I have to to put in here now about myself. Cause some people are like, I got like 50 things on this list or this fear of like, what if I don't have enough? And I don't think that there's any right or wrong and there just needs to be less worry around it as much as you can. And just allowing yourself to be as, as open and present to just go through the process. Cause that was something that I did notice for myself. I tried to tell myself stories and I was like, no, I know better than this. Mm-mm. Go sit down. I'm curious. Um, do you have any examples of things that you were against or were for that did not make it to your final list of brand values? Uh, yes. So I put down um, a lack of consideration for others as something that I'm against and it doesn't find its way directly into my brand values in this way, but there is this space of kind of, um, having, having empathy, so to speak. So like me talking about, you know, 
my side and where, you know, it's it's kind of my responsibility to create the space, you know, for these bridges for you to walk over and also for you that like it's okay if it makes sense to kind of just uh not be perfect. And so I, I I'm not somebody that feels like it's ever okay to just like give two shits less about other people, but right. it shows up differently than what I wrote it down. And so a lack of consideration for others is d- directly what I wrote and the spirit of it still showed up in what I wrote. And it's also a way that I do things. And so I want to kind of use that as an example of the fact that sometimes it's writing down the things, but sometimes these are just the spirit in which you do all things. Yeah, that's a really big one to take in that I noticed um, came up for me too, is uh, for me, it was um, the pieces on like, being for like being environmentally conscious Mm -hmm. and caring about animal rights um and the environment being against you know violence and animal cruelty and um as well as that other piece of like pollution and trash and throwaway culture as i call it Mm -hmm. um and so when i look back at the values that we came up with I'm like, ooh, that didn't make it there. It's on my list and it didn't come up either. Same. Yeah. And I'm like, but I can see where like the anti-violence and anti-bullying and anti-animal cruelty shows up in the value of human life, Mm -hmm. right? Of that individuality and connection and diversity and those pieces. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't see the eco-friendly piece there at all. And so I'm like, hmm. (laughs) And when you said what you said, I'm like, that makes complete sense because we don't design trash. Can you say that again for the people in the back in the cheap seats? I just need that to be understood because that's a thing. That's (laughs) a whole thing. design trash. And so you don't see that value there, but... It shows up in everything that we do because I I didn't realize it until, honestly, this conversation. But um, when clients contact us about things that are disposable, Mm -hmm. we tend to try to find a more sustainable option to design. Um, Even when I think about the difference of a shift that we made of like PDFs and things like that. We have to print it out to like check off the, the check boxes and the opt-ins. Mm-hmm. We've been shifting those things to Google Docs because it's more convenient on your um, people subscribing to your newsletter and getting your opt-in. And it's less likely to get printed and thrown in the trash mm-hmm. and just check it off digitally. Done. Yes. Yes. So do you think that And this is where I think it's always good to kind of question this in that um, how do you think that shows up for your clients to be aware of that? It's a really good question. (laughs) So being explicit about it, I would have said if you asked me this six months ago that we're not explicit about caring about the environment. 
Mm-hmm. But when I think back on the last probably 10 podcast interviews I did on other people's podcasts as them interviewing me as a guest of their show, I very explicitly mentioned the environment and how we use crinkle paper in our client gift boxes as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I just, it's showing up. I just, I just, I just <laughs> wanted to call that out for a hot second. Just saying. <laughs> I'm curious to know from you. Um, you know, I know the answer to this. I was going to ask you <laughs> where does it show up, but when we do implicit, explicit, you talk about that example too. Yeah, usable straws. Uh, <laughs> I, I think my family thinks I'm a little off kilter because. If you have a plastic straw, they now know we don't put it in the trash because mommy will pull it out the trash. You put them in the sink and I cut them in half and then cut them in half again. And then I cut those in pieces because it took one good time of me having to watch them pull it out the nose of a a seal or sea lion. I was like, I will never throw it away a hole again. I was traumatized. I was so traumatized. I was like, oh my gosh, am I contributing to this? And we usually don't get the opportunity to see up close and personal the impact of our choices. And so for me, that really hit home. And so my kids are aware of that now. So they specifically know, you know, what that means, what we do. And so, you know, we, we use reusable cups and things like that. Like they all have like their water bottle that we can take when we go out and stuff like that. And it has absolutely shown up in my life and you don't, pay attention to those kinds of things until you're prompted to very often. Yeah, I can completely agree with that. Um, lately for me, it's been seeing fishing line um, wrapped around the mouth of a dolphin or oh, no, no, large no. fish, Mm-mm. you know, and then being captured and people having to literally pull this off where they're at the brink of death because they can't eat. Their mouth has literally been wired shut. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can't. I just can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm like, oh. oh. Okay. We're going to shift gears a little bit. Hoochow. I am curious to know from you <laughs> you mm-hmm. could go through the first set of values you had and then how they changed recently. Yes, I can. So, <laughs> um, And so, okay, when I kind of went through this before, I had the words inquiry, diversity, empathy, and courage. And those sentiments were still there. But I think where I kind of struggled is I went to make some shifts on my website recently and realized like, hmm, these are not as fleshed out as I would like them to be. And I don't feel like the explanation is as actionable as I would challenge a client to have made them. And so again, drinking my own Kool-Aid, I went back in and I shifted them. They are now currently, and you're welcome to go over to ericacorday.com. You can read them. Evolving into alignment, transparency, the goal of equality, and resilience. And one of the main things that is different this time is I actually framed it in a way that it talks about what I do 
And then it also goes into what you can expect. So bum, 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 bum. <laughs> sorry, I just had to like chime in there. Yes to that. How many times do we see people writing their values? These are not people that went through our masterclass. Okay. Let me just preference that because <laughs> we tell you otherwise. Yes. Um, when people write in their values and they're completely written from, here's what we expect other people to do. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not how we do brand values here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so I really did feel that call to go in and, and, and clarify, like I wanted someone to know, like, who is this individual? that you want to partner with. You know, if you want me to co-create things with you and to witness you, you want to know who I am. And so I felt like that was important, but I felt like it was also important for you to be aware of what you can expect if you choose to give me your time and your money and your energy, because those are, are, are resources and they're, they're, very important. And so I found that being able to kind of lay that, you know, clarity out of like, all right, when we talk about this value, what does this mean with our work together? And doing that felt so much better. Right. And I mean, that's one of my favorite parts about the brand values is once you get past the point of like listing out all these things, and really having us like push up on you and ask you questions about it. And what does this mean? Hey girl, what you doing over there? What you got? Mm -hmm. What you doing? It's the accountability piece of like, oh, now we have to explain these values. Now we get to call our business, our brand up to live up to these values through actions. Mm -hmm. And here's what you can expect these actions to be. There is power in that. Um, I'm going to say number one, from a transparency standpoint of like, here's what you're going to get when you work with us and they can choose to take it or leave it. But number two is like, it just, it allows you to see so many things that you want to call yourself up to do more of. Or to see what you were already doing really well. Well, and I and I think you're a hundred percent right because you know, when I had to go through and do this, I can say for me that it really did call me to not only tell somebody, yes, this is kind of like, you know, what you're going to expect, but I didn't pull this out of nowhere. This came from, you know, how do I work with people? What has this looked like? Uh, you know, what's been the feedback? that I've gotten from people. And so I didn't just pull this arbitrarily out from somewhere. Like I literally pulled this from, you know, what I'm actually doing. And I also created some places where it is based in kind of being aspirational, which is something else that we do challenge people to do because evolving into alignment and talking about the goal of equality, those are both very aspirational. But I also felt like they needed to be there. So it wasn't just about, oh, this is where I am today. It's also, where are we going? Because we're going together on this ride. So what's this look like? Right. And I I think that there's so much power in that aspirational piece, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I think about um, just even Flaunt Your Fire's evolution of that, like one of the words that we had as a value that went away, and I'm so glad it did, was influence when I first created this. And mm-hmm. it was because I wasn't 
I was doing this in the echo chamber of my own head, right? I hadn't done this with Erica. I hadn't run this past you to get clarity or run this past um, our writer to get additional feedback on that. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, what does influence look like in an action? Like, Mm -hmm. no, this can't stay as a value. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I also want to call out the fact that like, I was determined that I wanted to really do some on my own because I wanted to make sure that I felt like this was me. And part of the reason that I feel like that is important is because there are some people less than there used to be, which I'm very grateful for this, but they would just kind of be like, oh, the two of you are just one person. And we're like, excuse me, ma'am, sir, non-binary individual. We are not. We are two very different people. And so I wanted it to be very clear that this was mine for my value and that, yes, our our values do absolutely like influence the other but that this was mine. And then once I felt like I was like, all right, I got all I was going to get out of me. I couldn't squeeze this turnip anymore. Then I was like, all right, India, I need to get your eyes on something because I want your take on it. Right. And so this is where that kind of co-creation part I do think is really important because if you do this all by yourself, you are likely going to get very different results. And the level at which you're going to challenge yourself versus somebody else, it's a different thing. Right. And I mean, you're hearing this from two people who we've worked with over 30 people, at least, mm-hmm. in, this, in the Implicit to Explicit Leading Through Your Values Masterclass, Correct. where we are literally spending dedicated time to helping them and or them and their team members mm-hmm. um, lay out these values. Correct. And still, you know, we needed to have the other person chime in our our own. And we've known each other for, what, 12 years? Something Mm -hmm. like that? Well, because it's not about logic. And I think that there is a place, too, that, you know, it it is helpful to kind of step outside of what you think it is. And for somebody else to kind of bring up those things that you don't even think about. Or the things that maybe you left on the table. Yeah, there's something really interesting about this masterclass where it it really allows you to see the range of awareness. Mm-hmm. Areas where you are hyper aware that you are not air quotes doing enough and areas where you are completely unaware that you're doing a whole lot. Yep. Um <laughs> yep. It's an interesting one. But just for context, for those of you um, that don't know, our values for both of our brands are totally different. Mine is diversity, evolution, individuality, and connection for Flaunt Your Fire. Um, so very different values than yours, Erica, and yet they complement each other. But Correct. They, they're different, and they have totally different explanations as to why they're there and what you can expect because of them. Um, right. But the beauty is, is that us doing things together doesn't feel misaligned because they do complement. And that's where a lot of people, if you have that clarity, then it does help because now you begin to see where there's this benefit of some of these different ways of approaching things that complements but isn't copycat of each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, you don't want an echo chamber of the same. There's no innovation there, but you do want things to feel aligned. Correct. Um, So... I'm curious to know from you and your feedback, like what are some of the big ahas or takeaways that you've seen in the course of us doing so many of these sessions? 
with other people what are like what surprised you um I think part of what surprises me is that there's always at least one person that is in the room that feels like I don't really do anything I have nothing here and this is the beauty of doing this live with us then we're like, okay, well, let's talk about that. And next thing you know, they're like, oh yeah, I do do that. Oh yeah, that does matter. And then the floodgates open. And to me, there's a lot of, you know, power in helping to someone recognize their own level of impact and where they're maybe more aligned than maybe they, they even acknowledged because, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't have anything or I already know or I'm good. And there's all of these aha moments just floating around. Bam, bam, bam. They're just all over the place. Mm, I'm going to agree with that. I think one of the biggest things that stood out to me, um, and maybe this is just because I've always really enjoyed helping teams come together mm-hmm. and build um, deeper relationships with each other, but it's being able to see it happening and then get the feedback at the end that we're so glad we did this. Like, yes, we have never really taken this much time to get to know each other in this kind of way. And we're so glad that we did. So now that you mentioned that, it reminds me of one of those things where one of the people that took it with us, I just very vividly remember the comment of like, you know, now listen, I want everyone to share how you feel, be honest. Like you don't have to change it because I'm in the room. I want you to be who you are and watching leaders create that safe space for the people that work for them to write out who they are in, in words and phrases and actions and to welcome that and to encourage this, you know, diversity of, of how they showed up or, how they they process these things and to see how it really did end up in being this unified front and that the things that made them different did not separate them. That's inspiring because we don't see a lot of that right now. Not enough. Right. Right. It's been um, really incredible to see the I don't know if we intended it to be that way, but the bonding Mm -hmm. that happens with the team. Right. I'm doing this. (laughs) So, so with that, I'm curious to know, like, do you think that you, um, because I know that at some point you want to kind of go back and audit your own, how different do you think yours will be? That's a really good question. And I'm not sure. Um, As I looked at them preparing for this episode, I can see where they were heavily influenced by where I was at the time. (laughs) They definitely have activists all over them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yet I still feel like it's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that part of the reason I haven't changed them is because I've seen how these values living on the homepage of the website for now, they might move somewhere else, has been a bit of a screen um you would think that as a woman that identifies as being a black woman 
that I don't have to worry about clients that don't value black people. Um, not true. Not true. Yeah, not true. Not true. And I've seen that this living on the website has filtered those people out and has also made people who do value the deeper work, do value doing work that goes beyond self. Um, they've just shown up in, in numbers that all I can say is I'm completely grateful for. Yes, I can agree with that. I think the value of doing this and sharing it front facing um, is that it really, it really does create that filter. And it also makes it, I think, more clear what you're going to get with someone and what that experience is going to look like. And it filters out some of the ones that don't need to be there. And at a time like this, if, if, if you really don't want to be here, like you're not willing to think differently or reconsider your normal at all, like, let's not, because you don't even have to think just like me, just be willing to be open to something different. And let's acknowledge that from a tangible standpoint, if somebody is not willing to be open to something different, they probably shouldn't work with you because you're going to likely challenge them to do things in a very different way than they have been up to this point. And so right. if you're not willing to do that, this likely is not going to be a very conducive working relationship. Because if I ask you to do something that's different when it comes to where you market or how you market and you're resistant because you want to dig your heels in, that's really not going to work. And so I think it's there's the values piece, but there's also whether or not somebody is a good fit to work with you. Oh, absolutely. And I'll definitely say um, one of the things that I've noticed that has shown up for me, um, and I just want to share this back with you, the listeners, because we can hear doing values-based work, laying out our brand values and like, is that really worth my time? You know, or am I really going to get my return on investment back? And I'm going to tell you tenfold. Yeah. This has been the year that being explicit about my values as an individual and speaking out about how I feel about some of the things that I was seeing happening in the world, continuing to happen in the world and where our brand stands on it has actually attracted people asking me to do interviews um, that, you know, are not the type of interviews that I had done in the past. Right. You know, um, and we're open to even diving down the racism, you know, or anti-racism side of things or using your brand to create a movement side of things or visibility being a two-sided street. You can't just slap the black hand in your pictures and keep it moving. Um. And I'll say that, like, if that's not clear already, that has created opportunity, visibility opportunity that I didn't have to pitch for. Yes. Yes. Because you were calling in the right types of people. And so this is where I also want to remind people, you do these values. And we tell you this when we go through this. This creates the filter through which everything else goes through. And so when you then go in, and this shifts your marketing, it shifts your messaging, how you show up on social media, your sales pages, all of these things. And it even shifts, you know, you making sure that when you're in podcast interviews with other people, what your conversations look like. And we literally have people show up in the inbox that we've been saying we want to work with more people like this. And here they come in the inbox. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Right. People talk about the power of uh, manifestation, but <laughs> I'm going to say that there's there's something about brand values and being explicit about them that also manifest. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. And so this is where I think it's just important to remind people that this is not just about creating something that lives in one piece of your website or in the the, the dusty binder. This really is about you know, figuring out how you do all things and how people that are working with you in your brand or in your organization do all those things as well. Right. So if you're new to hearing this conversation from us, I want to throw out there that we have two different ways to work with us. Um, we offer a group implicit to explicit, um, we try to offer them quarterly mm -hmm. where you can sign up. You can meet other business owners and do this work together. And it's also a great networking opportunity because you get to hear other people's values and hear some about what their business is doing. And before you know it, you have a new referral source or a new colleague or a new podcast invitation. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful in that way. And then we also offer as a private workshop that you can do with you and your team. And it's really fun to see how that transpires and that team bonding aspect there. It is. It is. And again, it's a very reinforcing type of, of visual to be a part of watching these people be themselves and find more common ground with which to feel connected because of. And so you know, I, I, I like it in both ways. Um, and I also like the fact that we keep the group small. So when we do them, we limit it to six when they're, you know, just six uh, leaders or individuals that come in. And so it's a closed space so that you get to come in and we don't record it so that you're able to actually be, you know, vulnerable. So there's no like, you know, there's no recording to live on in perpetuity. So somebody can just pop in and, and see you working through your values and be like, Ooh, child, what is that? That didn't actually <laughs> end up being in the room. So right. <laughs> I think that's an important thing because again, people, you know, this can be a very vulnerable experience. And so I would actually like to see who out there wants to uh, participate because it's coming back around in January. Yes. Yes. So if you're listening, definitely check it out. Um, I would love to see you sign up. And Erica, could you share the details about the January session? I can. We have one coming up on Thursday, January 7th, and it is 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The other date is Thursday, January 21st, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, if doing it with other people isn't what you want to do, send us an email team at pause on the play and we can talk about what it looks like to do one with you and your team privately. Right. And if you would like to meet some other business owners, you can find that at pause on the play.com slash events, or you can head over to the show notes for this episode and it'll be linked at the bottom for you. Absolutely. Come on over, have the conversation. Don't be shy. You got this. You got this boo. Come on.
Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From Implicit to Explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?